Welcome into the very first episode of Touchline Talk. Jordan Griffith, Mateen Rad here for the very first episode. I'm so happy to bring this podcast to you, maybe a little later than we would have wanted, but I'm just glad that this has happened to Mateen. Thank you so much for joining me, and uh, thank you for helping me out with this. Uh, Jordan, you know, there's nothing I like more than talking about soccer, especially when you're talking about the Kennesaw State Owls, a team near and dear to both you and mine heart. Just uh, can't wait to get this started. We're obviously going to talk about Kennesaw State women's soccer, the team, their performances. Want to analyze some games, also get to some interviews that we have every week. I'm hoping every week we can get Coach Walton on the show as well as a player. And happy to tell you that this week we do have that. We have Coach Walton as well as Tiana Rivera. They were able to speak with us a couple hours before kickoff yesterday. So our timeline's a little fuzzy. Uh, so we have our interviews. We're going to go with that. And then we'll get, we will give you guys some analysis shortly afterward. But we're going to just hop right into those interviews. And again, after that, we'll talk about Kennesaw State, this team, this season so far, and some standout players. So without further ado, let's get to Coach Walden and Tiana Rivera. Thank you, Coach Walden and Tiana Rivera, for joining us today here on the first episode of Touchline Talk. Guys, I kind of, for my first question, I kind of want to go back in time a little bit. You guys had a lot of time to chew on that Boston College loss because you didn't end up playing the Mercer game. For you guys, did you want to have that time off or did you guys want to get back on the horse? Well, I, and I don't know what, how Tiana responded. It'd be interesting to see her vantage point. For us, obviously, when you we Boston College was a good team and I thought we came out really good. Unfortunately, you know, they got the on us a little bit. You when you lose a game and you but you played well, you for me, it's always exciting to get right back out there if we can. Um, so having that break on one side of it was, you know, a little bit longer than we'd hoped, but we also are trying to get healthy. So I think on that side of things, it was a good thing to give give some people some more time to get back and get healthy for these upcoming games. So you know, it might have been a blessing in disguise. We'll see. The similar thing, I thought that I personally wanted to play Mercer since we did lose to them last year 1-0, but I did think that was best that um, it gave people some time to rest and we got a few more bodies like Jenna was able to play the next game and stuff like that when it came to playing. Coach Mateen here and, you know, as the time of this recording, we're talking, we're coming off a huge, our biggest win of the season, 3-1 against Wofford. Uh, looking at that win, do you think that that's kind of how you want this team to operate as in terms of the game plan, in terms of the industriousness of the team going up the pitch? Do you think that that's what KSU soccer looks like operating on all cylinders? Uh, I think, you know, and Tiana may laugh at this, I don't know, but I think second half for sure. I think first half, you know, we were a little flat um, and we addressed that at halftime and really just challenged the players to, you know, bring the energy. I think XOs wise, tactically, they were do, trying to do the things we've been working on, but it just lacked a little bit of anticipation, a little bit of enthusiasm. And second half, you know, I thought we did, we fixed it. So I think you saw a team that early in our season, as we were, you know, kind of trying to find ourselves and especially with some key players injured, um, we were a very, very transition-heavy team. I think, Wofford, you finally started to see us build, not just be transition, which is what we're trying to get to, and that's what we've historically – that's the type of team we've been in the past years. So, yeah, I think yeah, I think we're getting there for sure. Uh, obviously, anytime you can score more than one or two goals, it feels good. Uh, finishing solves a lot of a lot of problems, and uh, it was good to get on the board for sure. 
And something I wanted to ask Tiana is from the first whistle in that Wofford game, I felt like I could tell you wanted a goal real badly. Um, I don't know if you would agree with me, but talk about how, you know, talk about getting the monkey off your back in that case and talk about your goals, where you see yourself in this program going forward. Um, Going into the Walford game, personally, I'm very hard on myself. So I go into most games like wanting to play perfect. But um, like during practice the week prior, like I was on myself super hard. And I was just like, let me just go out there in the Walford game, just play like to like to my highest ability and all that. So that's what I did. And I obviously like played to my full attempt, like potential and all that stuff. So then I got the goal and that also like boosted my confidence and all that. And then going forward, I hope I could continue playing like how I've been playing, like in the Wofford game. And hopefully I could get a few more goals, maybe more assists and crosses and all that stuff. How do you see yourself as a player? Um, Because you're someone who is so talented on the break and has such a close dribble and is so explosive. You have the potential to be a great goal scorer, but I think you also are someone that just makes something happen on the attacking side. I mean, now you're leading the team in points and uh, and assists. You have three assists on the year. Uh, how do you view your approach going toward net? I've been working, like Benji's been telling me, like I'm also good going in line and like getting crosses, but sometimes to take that touch inside and get a quick shot off. So that's what I hope to be doing, like going into um, future games, just like attacking more towards like the goalie versus and lying and those crosses. So I hope that I could just keep cutting inside and driving to goal. A question I have for both of you, maybe coming into this season, who is somebody that I don't want to say has surprised you so much, but has really exceeded their expectations so far as a player and as a coach? Uh, I'll let Tiana into that first because I'm curious what she thinks. Macy, I feel like has really surprised me. She's a freshman. Usually freshmen come in very quiet and reserved. And Macy from the get-go has just been outgoing and all that stuff. As the season has been going on, you could see she's gotten more comfortable with the team and the chemistry and all that stuff. And she did amazing versus Georgia State and all that stuff. It sucks that she couldn't play in the last game because of COVID and all that stuff. But I think she's a player that really surprised me. Yeah, I mean, Macy's definitely one I would agree with, who, you know, as a freshman coming in, anytime you recruit, you, you see freshmen, you try to project what they could do as a freshman because you have to compare it to that team. And, uh, you know, you saw some, we saw some things with Macy when she came in, and she's done a good job of bringing that energy um, as a freshman, which is, again, Tiana hit on the head. And she doesn't – she's not bashful. She has totally come in and, and brought personality, which is a welcome, welcome thing. Um, I think, to be honest, you could probably sum up our whole team as unexpected players who've stepped up. I mean, like I said, we've had some players who've historically done really well for us been out. And um, that's just nothing but opportunity right there. And, and we've had Aaron Miller, who is forward at the beginning of the season, now a center back, and she stepped up into a big role for us securing that line. Um, Lexi Labonte has two goals, and she's a kid who's always had to, I guess, fight for her supper would be a, a phrase to use. And she's gotten on the on the field and created chances for us by the, how intensely she works. And, and we call her a buzzsaw. I mean, she just flies around and she will take some people out <laughs> from time to time. Um, but she does that in practice, too, and creates little, you know, she's one that will get dirty and score a goal. And that, that's been awesome to watch. It's fun to watch and see that happen. Um, Agatha has done an amazing job, Gianni, in the middle of the field. She's a player last year who we kept working on to play a little quicker and understand how to defend. And 
she's been nothing but a transition um, problem for other teams. I mean, she's been putting the ball in in great places for our, our front runners to run onto the ball. So she's been – she's stepped up into a great role. Um, and you can just keep going. You know, I don't want to sit there and go through all 29 players. But, you know, I think a lot of our, our players have just done a great job with the opportunity in front of them to step up, make the best of it. So I'm, I'm proud of these guys for that. Coach, do you see a gameplay difference from when you play in your non-conference schedule versus when you start your conference schedule like you are tonight? Yeah. I mean, when you get to conference, there's another another level of just intensity. It doesn't matter who you're playing either. Um, I, I really, since I've been in the A-Sun going on, this is my sixth season, I, I can't recall a single game in a conference setting where it felt easy. Let's just ride this sucker out. For real, I mean, there's not a game I can think of where I wasn't white, nailed, you know, just freaking out the entire time inside because everything is so intense. Um, everybody wants it so bad, and it's a brand-new season. You could be 0-9 right now, and it's 0-0, really, because the conference is all that matters. So it's, uh, you know, I'm grateful to be at home for the first game. Usually, we in the past couple of years, we've been on the road for these openers. Um, so it's nice to be at home and hopefully our players is a beautiful night and it's it's not too hot. And uh, hopefully, you know, everyone's going to be excited to, to start off at home and hopefully get off on the right foot. Tiana, I remember when you first came into this team and I've been impressed with you since the very beginning, uh, just because I love I'm a big guy. So as soon as I see someone that's fast and explosive, they're doing the stuff that I can't do. It's entertaining for me to watch. You already have only 100 minutes less than you had all of last season. You already have more starts than you did all of last season. With the way that you play and the way you approach the game with your explosiveness, do you have to kind of pick your battles or do you feel like you can just go, go, go at any given point? And Benji, afterwards, if you can add on to, if you have to kind of choose those crucial moments more so for Tiana to be a part of and choose when to rest her in crucial moments as well. Me personally, I feel like I'm a go-go-go player. Starting off last season, like I was freshman, super like new and to everything and all that. So now that I'm like comfortable with the team, like the chemistry and all that stuff, like I just know how like my players around me work. So I feel like I could go all day, like all that stuff. Yeah, I think with, with Tiana, it's a it's been a lot of growth from her. She um you know, like she mentioned before as a freshman. When we recruited her, we knew the type of athlete she was and what type of player she could be. And again, projecting that. And when they get here, it, it does take a minute. And she had moments. It was one of those, like, we, we talked about a lot last year where she had moments where she just stood out and the moments where she was figuring it out. And that happens, and that's pretty normal. And I think this year she's made a great progression. She played all summer. Um, what league was that, Tiana, that you were in? Was it well, WSL? League, yeah. Yeah, WSL, she played down in Miami and with other college players. And I think that helped her a ton to kind of continue the growth and not just, you know, have a hiatus because she's coming here with her hair on fire and ready to, and a lot more intensity out of her since day one. She's always been, she's, she's fine with a giggle here and there. And uh, this year, there's been a little bit more intent behind a little less giggle in training. And, um, you know, you can just tell. And as the game grows, too, if you watch Tiana, I think you'll see when the teams are getting really competitive is when I think she shines the most. Um, there's less thinking. It's just her instincts are taking over. And so that, that's where I think she shines the most. And, and there's always strategy with it. You know, she says she can go, 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 go. But we also want to make sure she can 
be at her full intensity. So and the nice part is having a little depth. And when we, you know, rotate players, we can give them a little breath so they can have their max level. And, and you know, we tried to, with strategy, with all of our substitutions, not just with Tiana, want to make sure that we're seven players so that at the peak times of the game, the most important times of the game, that we can be, whether it's closing the game, whether it's catching the game, whether it's um, trying to put a team away, that we got a, the right combination of players on the field. And finally, Tiana, we can't talk about your success this season without talking about you winning the ASUN Player of the Week this week. Uh, I mean, that's got to be an incredible achievement for you. I know you've been on the all-freshman team before, but talk a little bit about that feeling, sharing it with your friends. And, Coach, talk about uh, why you think she deserved that award so much. To, um, during, the, like, the week of practice, like, when I, the way I found out about the ASUN Player of the Week, Benji literally approached the car, and he was like, read this first line, and it says Rivera's ASUN Player of the Week. And, and then I was like, it didn't really process at first. I was like... <laughs> are you for real? <laughs> and then honestly, I felt honored if you had my mom literally calling me like 10 minutes later, I guess, after they posted it on the um, women's soccer page on Instagram, she was like, congratulations. And then my teammates are posting and all that stuff. It just felt really good and really boosted my confidence. I was like, wow, like I could really do this and all that stuff. Oh yeah. Well, it, it was definitely earned. I mean, she's, we talk about, I mean, a lot of time people focus on the goals that are scored and honestly, you know, scoring a goal and really probably should have had two that post was unkind to her that Lexi's finished but you know we talk about creating chances but our attackers it's it's focused on creating chances the goals will come if you focus on creating chances and that's the reason why she deserves this award is she creates chances and opportunities in every game sometimes we execute and get on the end of it sometimes we don't um but she's she's done a good job this year of owning that that in line I put a, a poster just for her on her locker that says get in line um create chances and I literally, I think her and like two other players, the only ones that had that post in their locker because I really trying to drive the point home with don't settle for top of the 18 because defense will recover. Um, and she's really kind of owned that and created some chances that way. But now she's starting to find her shooting rhythm when under pressure. And uh, so, you know, we're gonna, no matter what happens today, I hope she continues to focus on creating chances. And because um, I think she'll get her shot, she'll get her looks and she'll get on the end of this too, um, you know, as we uh, – all of our attacking group gets on the same page. So that's uh, it's definitely exciting to see that from her. And my last question is applies for both of you. What do we plan on seeing? What do fans plan on seeing from this owl soccer team in conference play down the stretch? I hope our team, you know, this is a hungry group. This is a team that, you know, has been in the final twos in a row, left a little unsatisfied, obviously. But we also know that no one's just going to roll over and give it to us. So what has been our calling card for the past since I've been here has been our team, a team that fights for it. We're not a rollover team. We're not a hanger heads team. And we're, and we're an effective team when we go out and truly bring the fight, as the uh, fight song says, when our team is battling for 50-50 balls, our team is, you know, literally – creating fouls and you don't ever encourage the team to go get fouls but if you look at our statistics over the years when we've been successful it's because we're out there battling and fouls are happening um you know so that is what our team needs to do and i think if we fight for the loose balls and are smart when we have the ball and that's been a theme of ours this year too is don't just don't just get frustrated or impatient and kick it like continue there's always an option play within the rhythm of the game um, that's my hope. And I think this team is primed and ready. And I've seen that growth over the past few weeks, um, not only in our wins, but also in our losses. Um, 
to prepare us for this moment. So um, hoping that's what I'm seeing. And I think like um, going forward, um, if we just keep competing and fighting and we continue to grow our game from the Wofford game and like we don't go down or anything, I feel like we can definitely get far. Hopefully we could get to the finals and possibly win a ring again or win a ring because we've been to the finals the last two seasons. It really sucked last um, season losing in the final like that. So I hope that we continue to grow and compete and then hopefully win that ring. And that was coach Benji Walton and Tiana Rivera. Thank you so much for you guys for talking with us here today. I guess yesterday, again, timeline is a little, little different, but North Alabama game. Let's talk about that. Mateen went extremely, extremely well for Kennesaw State. What did you see last night that maybe got some encouragement in your heart? Well, I think what that game showed, Jordan, was how deep Benji Walton's options are going to be when his team is completely healthy, which they're not completely healthy yet. But someone who really emerged from the shadows was Ebony Clark last night. Two absolutely beautiful goals and we got to see Tiana Rivera shine a little bit. You know, she's coming off that ASUN Player of the Week award, and she's someone whose surging runs have really been a force of great energy going forward for the Owls. Yeah, and I was just happy to see them get to 500. And as you could hear in the interview with Coach Walton, he said, you know, you start off 0-0 when it comes to conference time, because that's the record that really matters. And they start off on the right foot, a 1-0 or a 3-0 victory, not going to 1-0 on the conference year, this is the best that they looked bar none. I mean, Wofford game, they had, they had put some goals on the board, like you were saying on the broadcast, but this one was from the first minute to the 90th was just domination from the Owls. Absolutely. And we talked about, you know, how Benji Wong has dealt with some of these injuries that he's had this season. And I think no one speaks to that than the return of Jenna Volrath into the starting 11 yesterday. She's someone who had a secondary assist, played a perfect over-the-top ball uh, to Caden Price, who then put in a pit, you know, a perfect cross into Kendall Higgs for that second goal. And then, of course, she sent Ebony Clark clear on goal for that one-on-one -on -one chance that Ebony Clark just did so well with that chance. I'm so impressed with her and her performance, but that's just going to continue throughout the year as these bodies come back. And this team can be dangerous going down the stretch, Jordan. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. And now again, uh, as we said on the broadcast, I'm not exactly an A-Sun expert when it comes to all of these soccer teams, but when Kennesaw state plays like they did last night, I, there's a lot of teams that are going to really struggle with this one because they just for right from the start, they got into the flow. And once that first goal went in from Clark and wow, what a goal it was and what a stunner it was, everything just went off from there. And the, the, the spacing was perfect. Everything was on time. Their positioning was absolutely, I think, the best we've seen all season. But one player I really want to talk about and maybe got a little overshadowed because Clark was so, so amazing last night was Kendall Higgs. And you kind of hinted on the broadcast that she's kind of in a new hybrid kind of role that she's really succeeding in. And I think that she had her footprints all over that ball last night and really made a difference. Well, Jordan, we talked yesterday with Coach Walton, and he talked about how he's one, uh, Kendall Higgs is one of the spiritual leaders of this team. He talked about how disappointed she was that they weren't able to overcome that hump of the conference championship final last season. And he's also talked about how he wants his team to play aggressively and tenaciously. 
You know, Kendall Higgs got a yellow card last night. She got her foot in on every tackle, every ball. And it was her tenacious sliding shot that made the game too much to overcome for the Lions last night. And another aspect of that game that you were talking about pregame for keys to the game for Kennesaw State was keep the defense for the Lions pinned in their in the opposing third. And that's exactly what they did. Again, I, I think I said Pixon could have read a book for most of the night. She ended up subbing out about three quarters through the game. But the back line did everything that they needed to. Wasn't challenged a ton, but the midfield also did a great job of just knocking everything back into their side of the field. Look, Jordan, you know, this game is all about riding momentum, riding that wave. They're coming off two of their biggest wins of the season, and they're coming against a very evenly matched team against Jacksonville State, a very similar record. Uh, the Gamecocks have a 4-5-1 and one record so far this season. It's all about, you know, who beat who when you're looking at that game on paper. Samford beat Jacksonville State 4-0 earlier in the season, and we took a 2-1 victory off them. Macy Rainwater and Caden Price with two big goals for a big win for Kennesaw State earlier in the season. Yeah, you just talked about her. Rainwater, you have Labonte, and then you have Clark. There's just a revolving doors of stories and these women who are just taking over games and really just grabbing everyone's attention who's watching. And it just seems as though they're just taking turns doing it. Again, you have Rainwater. Labonte, you talked about, is a great story. And then maybe Contreras comes back later in the season, but as of right now, having Volrath back, there's just so many different storylines with this team and so many additions that this has got to be one of the deepest teams in the A-Sun. Well, Jordan, you just mentioned, I think, the elephant in the room, and that's Becky Contreras' absence in the side. And she's someone that is just an absolute fire starter in everything that she does. Talk about the right place, the right time, and she's someone that I think is a huge locker room influence. So to have her back is going to be huge for the team, huge for Coach Walton. And it could be huge for Kennesaw State's playoff chances down this run. Now, I want to keep it a little short here for the first one. Once again, usually we will have our interviews in person. Rather, I would like to go to practice and we finally get those interviews, get in person, mingle with the team as well. This week, again, it was on Zoom, a little different. But hopefully we'll have that for you next week as well. Any closing remarks here, Mateen? Go Owls. That's all I got to say. And we will hopefully see you guys at the bank or watching on Sunday. Kennesaw State facing off against Jacksonville State. They're currently at four and four. See if they can go undefeated on the conference season. And this is the first episode of Touchline Talk. Jordan Griffith, Mateen Rad. We will see you guys at the bank on Sunday. So long.